Hey guys, it's Kristen. I'm so excited for you to hear today's episode. I was able to get my teen daughter, Gianna, who's usually extremely busy but happened to be on school vacation week, to sit down with me and talk about life and school and pursuing passions. It was a great conversation. I really hope you enjoy it. If you have any ideas for future conversations Gianna and I could have, head on over to Instagram at K-R-I-S-T-I-N-M-I-C and let me know what you think. And I would also be so grateful if you share this episode with someone you think might enjoy it and head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I thank you so much for listening and let's get started. Hi, my name is Kristen Michalizzi. I'm a mindset and empowerment coach, a mother of four, a proud wife, a sister, a friend, and a lover of life. Each week, I want to bring you conversations that will touch your heart, make you laugh, inspire you, teach you, and help you grow into the fullest, realest version of yourself. I believe when we dare to be vulnerable and share our stories, we see the humanness of one another and often recognize the bravery inside of ourselves. Whether it's extraordinary or seemingly ordinary, everybody has a warrior story. Welcome to The Warrior Within Us. Are you an expert with the passion and knowledge to support people on their journey to start fresh? Join the only resource guide curated for people navigating life changes and be connected to the people who need you the most when they need you the most. Annual membership includes an optimized profile, free Zoom courses, and more. Fresh Starts is passionate about supporting the experts so they can support their clients. Head to freshstartsregistry.com to apply for membership today. Use code within us for $50 off your first year of membership on the Fresh Starts Registry Resource Guide. The Fresh Starts Registry Resource Guide connects experts and services with the people who need them most. You've been trying to convince me to do this for literally since you started the podcast, yeah. probably since before. But you're always busy. Yeah. So it's good. You're on school vacation. So this works. Finally. Right? Uh, tell us about who you are. So I'm Gianna. I'm 14 years old. I am a dancer, which takes up most of my time. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I also... <laughs> And I also have a photography business, so when I'm not in the studio, I'm probably out taking photos or editing, doing all of that. Or going to school. You also go to school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm also thinking about dance yeah. in school. What, do you go, what are you going to school for? Um, so I go to a technical school, and I'm currently going to school for the health assisting program because I eventually want to work with dancers doing things like injury prevention and just teaching overall. So I'm trying to get the health background right now to hopefully use that in my future. I think it's interesting because you went to a new high school, Mm -hmm. right? So you started at a middle school, our local middle school, and then you decided to go to this technical high school, right? Mm -hmm. But you didn't want to go for medical assisting. No, this I didn't even write it as my top five when I got into the school. So I originally wanted to go for the design and media communications program, but once I got there, I realized it really wasn't what I was super intrigued by. And after going through health, because we got to like explore all of the different programs, 
I realized it was something I was super passionate about and I'm already having so much fun. We've been in it for about a month and I'm super happy with my decision to sort of go against what I originally wanted to do. And it's been a super cool experience to sort of learn more about myself. So yeah, Yeah, because I don't even think anytime I had ever said, oh, maybe someday you'll get into the medical field. And I thought that because you have a brother with special needs, you've been around hospitals and doctor's appointments and you were always like, never. Yeah. It was always like a hard never. I remember maybe when I was super young being mm. interested in that sort of thing, but I feel like it's only like when you're little, you only know about three jobs. Right. Right. So I definitely had absolutely no interest in it, but I went through it for the first hour. Like we got to go through all of them for an hour And it was definitely one of the shops that like really stuck. And I was, I just thought it was super interesting and I was super fascinated by everything we did. And then I got the opportunity to study it for a week and I decided that it was definitely where I wanted to be. So I have a question for you. If you, because you went under the assumption that you were going to go for photography, (laughs) was there any point in time where you second guessed going with what you knew Right. Like, so you, you went with that impression. So that was sort of a thought in your mind. You were set. This is what I'm going to go and do. Was there a point in time where you were like, Ooh, but I kind of think I like this medical assisting stuff, but I said I was coming for photography. Like, was it hard to like trust that like fire in your belly for the medical assisting stuff because you had already kind of mentally committed to photography or was it easy to just say, no, I don't want to do that. I'm going to do this instead. Absolutely. I definitely went back and forth a ton. And I was sort of worried that, you know, like I was going with medical for like sort of what other people like would think or that sort of thing. Like I definitely worried that it wasn't what I actually wanted or that it wasn't going to be something I was happy with because it wasn't that like original reason I even went to the school. Mm. But once I really looked into it and I really sort of weighed my options and like, like it was very obvious that this is what I was more interested in. And like, I, I sort of just realized like it, I went with where my gut was telling me Mm. was going to be the best. And I definitely second guessed it, but like I had plenty of time to think about it. And ultimately I kept going back to thinking about health. So, and what, what kinds of things did you consider when you were going back and forth? Like, did you consider like the types of jobs that would come out of going that direction? Like what, what factored into your decision? Or was it like, I can make more money doing this job versus this job, or I can travel more doing this job. Like, was it, were there lots of factors or were you just Um, well, for me, money wasn't really something I thought a ton about because like, well, even just having you as a mom, like I know that I can pretty much like put my interests wherever I want them to be. But, um, what do you mean with it? Like, because I'm your mom, you can put your interests where you want them to be. Well, no, well, you would just always talk so much about how like you can, make money doing what you love and I knew that there was going to be money making opportunities in both fields like the field of design and like photography and all of that there's plenty of like job opportunities so it had less to do with that and more about what really just fascinated me Mm. and 
with the design program at the school, it was definitely more like art-based, like physical, like drawing and all of that. And that was definitely not where my strengths are or what I was interested in at all. And like, I really just kept going back to how fascinated I was by Mm. that one week and how like I, I'm not a huge like talker when I get home from school. Like I talk a ton, let's be real. <laughs> but um, yeah, once but I get you, home you, from a school day. What do you say? Like your social battery needs to be recharged. Yeah, my you, social yeah. battery is dead. Right. But I just remember like literally for the three weeks after health, like not being able to stop talking about it. Mm. And I also just factored in the fact that not all of the kids reacted that way. And in my like explore group, most of the kids hated it so Mm. I was definitely like took a moment to be like this is not this is not like normal like this is not just not everybody is so fascinated by this what I've had that conversation with you before with me right like the whole like how the brain works and psychology and emotional health and all of that right like that stuff you guys know like really I am passionate about Mm -hmm. it I talk about it all the time like I always bring it up like it makes me it sparks and something in me right um but not everybody is feels that way you guys are like enough right yeah so what do you think so I'll ask you this do you think your friends or your peers not even just your friend group but peers or kids your age do you think that's how they make their decisions or do you see kids making decisions for other oh I have a Perfect example. So um, at my school, there's health assisting and then there's lots of different programs, but our like sort of rival. And if you're in health assisting, you definitely know it's dental. For me, like choosing health had nothing to do with like it's no secret that medical jobs are very high paying, had nothing to do with that for me. It was just that I was so like interested in the field and I was so fascinated by everything we learned about. Mm. It's absolutely mirrored in adulthood. If you think about how so many adults make career decisions based on image or like title or they don't actually really want to do the work. They just like the what they see as the payoff. Right. So maybe that's sort of like common human behavior, not just like in the culture of your school but like I think it's the culture of our society and I think in so many so many people are taught like the highest paying you work the hardest like that's gonna be where success is and you see so many people miserable working these nine to fives and never making and never yeah no never making like even close to what they exactly feel like they're working so hard for and then there's people okay so this is exciting right then there's people who have sort of seemed to figure out the formula, which is there is no formula and they just do what they love doing. And there's people that have time freedom and because they, they're not like working to live. Right. Yeah. Do you think some kids worry about what their parents opinion is? Definitely. 100%. Like, even some of my friends are so hung up on what their parents will think or what their parents want for them, which I don't, I don't have that experience. Like, I feel like you're very open and accepting about whatever I want to do. I mean, 
obviously with boundaries, but I think there's definitely kids who are so worried about what their parents will think or how their parents will react. And you don't. I don't. Yeah. Like, I just don't, I don't have that. Like, I have such a good support system and I feel like. So it's not because you, you don't care what I think. No, I just feel like I have the freedom to do not necessarily what's best for me, but like what I really want to do. Like, and you know that that's my desire. My yes. desire is actually for you to do what makes you happy and what you want to do above all. Yeah, and I think that's such so such a better model of not necessarily parenting, but just like a way to live in general because I'm not like hung up, hung up on like worrying that I'll get in trouble or worrying right. that I won't meet your expectations because I know you'll be proud regardless of like, what shop I choose at school. Right, right. And like, there are a lot of kids who chose shops because that's what their parents made them do. And that's what their parents made them come for. I just, I don't think it's- I can't really even imagine that. No, I couldn't either. And like, that's setting you up for the rest of your life. Like you can really be successful. Well, at my school in particular, you can be successful in any of the field. Like it fields, it doesn't matter if you're in plumbing or vet, like you're gonna, the school is going to ensure that you get a good job, have a good, like, career. And I just think micromanaging your kids isn't going to do any good for you or them. Well, I think ultimately parents, if they really peel back the layers, want their kids to be happy, right? But some parents are afraid to release that control because they're afraid if they don't do, if their kid doesn't do the things they think they should do, that they're going to end up unhappy so those parents try to control because they think well I'm gonna I'm I need the outcome to be happiness so so it comes from a good place I think but for me I don't think you can get have true happiness if you're if you don't have the ability to do what it is that you want to do no, but and I don't decisions even for think, other people. I don't think you could truly be happy. I don't even think it's like releasing all boundaries because mm-hmm. I think it's so important to have expectations. But if your kids are staying within like the expectations you mm. set up, I think it's so necessary to let them have the freedom to like express who they are and like choose who they want to be. And like I've I'm so much I feel like I'm so much happier like knowing that I can study health right now and if I want to I can switch and be a barn director like in my future which you'll never see me going near the barns but (laughs) but I think it's like that outside of school too yes definitely do you think it's important for kids to like find out who they are because you don't you don't know when you're young and I think like having the freedom and I'm not saying go let your kids get full body tattoos well that's permanent yeah but I think like being supportive is definitely so important to growth and I think growth for both the kids and the parents because I think you can learn so much from your children's journeys as well totally it's about like growing together Mm -hmm. like and I'm sure that concept would like make some people really anxious but I I mean I don't blame them green hair can be a lot no but I'm just saying like no what I'm saying is I allow 
I apologize when I make a mistake. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't see myself as like your superior in, in most ways. Obviously I have to make some decisions for you because that's my responsibility as your mom, but I don't see myself as like, oh, I'm above you in some way. I'm your authority figure. Yeah. And I think I'm not, I don't have authority over all of you. I have authority over the things that I need to do to keep you safe, but I don't have authority over like what you like, like what music you like to listen to, or like what you want your hair to look like. I don't, I, that's why would I have authority over you for that? You're an individual. I think to just like having a mutual understanding of each other's boundaries and expectations. Like, obviously I'm not going to go sneak out and go to parties and all, all of that, you know, like I'm not, I know that that's not something you'd be okay with. And it's not like you're totally willing to just let me go off and like be crazy and like get drunk every night. Like, it's not like that, but Mm -hmm. like, I think having a mutual understanding and like trusting that with each other, like trusting that we're going to stay within each other's boundaries. And I feel like I have boundaries with you too. Like there's certain things, you know, that I don't like when you do. And Mm -hmm. I think just like having that understanding has just created such a better relationship with the two of us. Mm. And I just think like we're in such a good place because we don't like, we have the freedom to be who we want to be without like breaking learning too. Like I'm always learning too, because as uncomfortable as it is to like be around somebody when they're in a bad mood, like it's okay for you to be in a bad mood. Like I can't be like mad at you that you're in a bad mood or like don't want talk to me even though I would like you to be in a better mood and want to talk to me like like I can't like I'm learning I can't like have you hide your feelings that's not going to help either of us long term it's interesting so where do you think that I could do better as a mom Ooh, this is a good one (laughs) um trying to think it's a tough one um, well, I do think going back to the bad mood, you do complain a lot or you, you'll get frustrated very easily. Like if we're in the car on the way to dance, like a lot of times I'll get super stressed before rehearsal just because the nature of competitive dance, like I you want to be perfect. It's competition season. Like a lot of times I won't feel like talking on the way and I do feel like you get annoyed more than I'd like you to. That's true. That's but, absolutely true. But I have been telling myself lately, like, I have to sit with the discomfort that you are not in a good mood because it's not up to you to change your mood to make me feel more comfortable. Like if that's what you need, then like I've been trying to be better about like not harping on it and just letting it go and like not talking. Mm -hmm. Like in all Well, sometimes I just need to get in the zone and it's not a personal thing and it's not like... I do sometimes take it personally, but only... You usually take it personally. can Can I honestly tell you why? Because... I have fun with you when you're happy and in a good mood. And so it's it's really a selfish reason. It's because I'm like, I want the fun, Gianna, that like makes me happy. And so when you're in a bad mood, I do take it personal because I'm like, oh, like I'm missing out on this yeah. fun time we could be having because she's not in the mood. Yeah. But that's on me. Like I have to be the one to, I can't dictate to you what your mood should be. Well, I just think when you're living with someone, like you're not always going to catch them at, their best moment and I think a lot of the times it really has nothing to do with you it's really just I'm trying to get in the zone or I'm trying to focus or I'm 
just tired from a long day at school and I think just like have it's so important to just have the like ability to but sit wait, with like how could we and I'm not trying to be annoying here but like <laughs> how could we make that how could we make that a better experience like if you're in a mood but you know like what snappy kind of crappy things you might say or act like how about instead of doing that you have something you say to me that isn't mean and like nasty to just cue me in that like you need to just like could you be nicer about it in well other I, just, words? I just feel like good communication is so important I and I feel like just saying like I really don't feel like talking right now, which that sets you off sometimes. Yeah, so I gotta be careful say it with that. Sweet like that, you do not say it sweet like <laughs> yes, that. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes. No, you're you're like, don't talk to me, and then I'll say like nothing for a couple minutes, and then I'll go to ask you a question, and I'll get like half the question out, and you're like, I told you, you're not talking to me on this whole ride. Like I'm like. Oh, sorry. So you could just be nicer about it, is all I'm saying. All right. We could okay. meet each other halfway yeah. here. Because I really have been trying to be... Understanding. Not even understanding. <laughs> I don't have to, I feel like I don't need to understand it. I just need to respect it. Yeah, definitely. Like, because it's not... Because then I read things about, like, people, like, grown adults who have all these inner child wounds because they were never allowed to actually express how they felt and they all held it inside. And now it's manifesting itself in other ways as adults. I don't want to do that to you. You know, <laughs> I feel like you, you, you worry about that too. I do. I really do. And I worry about how I can preserve our relationship. Like I do worry, like, are you going to grow up and just like not want to be around me? Like, are we gonna have a good relationship? I mean, I hope. I hope so. <laughs> Do you think we are? Yeah. I mean, if you don't get too annoying. <laughs> okay. Or so crazy. You need one thing that I could do better. Yes. Anything else? Um. Honestly, not that I can think of. I feel like we have a good, pretty good relationship, aside from like our little quarrels. Yeah. Also, though, sometimes you do let outside forces like dictate your whole mood and then it's just like scary for the rest of us like I feel like if scary? you're scary a little bit like not scary sca how? scary like I do not want to go near Kristen right now or I'm going to get a firm speaking to oh, <laughs> but I do feel like sometimes the boys will be a ton which they are is all the time yeah and I just feel like sometimes you take that out on the rest of us yeah, I can see that. But nothing like major. Like, I don't really have too much of an issue with you. Thanks. I mean, I do tell my friends that you're the, the greatest. What do you call me? The greatest? No. What do you say? Um, like, how does a conversation about parents go amongst teenagers? Do you say, like, what are your parents like? Well, like, how does this go? No, it usually will start with someone like oh my god my mom's the worst which not me but like other kids sometimes. they'll get a text you from probably their mom sometimes do i mean sometimes but typically not like 
at school or like sometimes I'll text Anna my best friend I'll text her and be like Kristen's being a pain today yeah but like I feel like overall like usually the conversation's good but you it'll start with like one of my friends saying their mom's a pain or their mom's texting them being awful and then I get to chime in and be like oh me and my mom are best friends and it definitely annoys everyone else but it does probably But I feel like we have a really good relationship, especially in comparison to my peers, because a lot of them, they're not close with their moms and they feel like, like, I feel like a lot of them, they don't really talk to their moms. And I feel like we have like a lot of conversation and like we talk a ton. So yeah, I can't imagine what that would be like. I can't either. Sometimes you don't want to talk to me, but like, I know when to back off. I feel like when you don't. Yeah, but I feel like if I ever needed to tell you something, like I would. Let's go there. So are there things that you feel you would not want to talk to me about? Um, well, not that I can think of in like realistic situations, but I feel like, I mean, as I get older, I feel like there are certain things that are just like uncomfortable topics, but I feel like even with that, like we're pretty open. I'm not talking about like, Oh, come to me and share things with me that are your personal business. But I'm talking more like if you needed me for either like physical or emotional support, like, would you tell me? Like, if you were hurting, would you come to me? Yeah, definitely. Like, if something bad happened to you, would you come and tell me? Definitely. And I feel like, like, even now, like, when there's, like, drama, like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm typically in a lot of situations that I can even think of. But, like, whenever there's drama, like, you're usually in the loop about it. Yeah. And, like, I feel like that's, that's so healthy. Although you sometimes do... (laughs) which I appreciate this about you because I think you're resilient and you like to, you're a problem solver, but I do feel like sometimes you wait until after the drama's over and then you tell me. Well, I also want you to have like good images of my friends. I don't want to ruin that before I've actually solved the issue, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I do have like a good support system. Like I have like older friends that are like older sister type, other mother type. Yeah situations and I feel like like having someone who's more close to my age to talk about drama like as it's happening is good and And then usually after I'll come and gossip to you about it but I I like to keep a good image of my friends the thing of it is is like I feel like of course there's like a natural instinct to want to know everything there is to know about your child and everything that they say and everything that they do right Mm -hmm. but like that's really not my place either. I don't have that much agency over you that I, um, you know, that I need to know every single detail about your life. Like, it's okay if you don't tell me everything. I just hope you would come to me should you need me. Okay, can we talk about dance for a little while? Yes. So. My life. Well, what's crazy and... I always wanted a dancer Mm -hmm. for a daughter. Like I was always, I don't know. There's, there's something that I remember even as a child, just like loving dance. And then my best friends in college were dancers. And so I feel like dance has always been something I wish that I had had Mm -hmm. for myself. So I guess there's a chance I could have projected some of that onto you, but I kid you not I brought you to 
your cousin's dance recital when you were, it was May. I love this story. It was May of 2010. So you were, had just turned Two. one. One. The, the month before. I take you to this dance recital. I dress you all so cute with like a little dress that had little pink tulle. So cute. And I, I'm thinking like, should I be taking my baby to a dance recital? Like, what's that going to be like? Is she going to, but you are such a good baby. So I take you to this dance recital and I put you on my lap and you literally like sat there with your like little hands on your chin, smiling from (laughs) ear to ear for a two and a half hour dance recital. Like you did not squirm, wiggle, want to get down. You literally stared at that stage the entire dance recital. And I was like, this is actually kind of weird. <laughs> like, wow, my kid is like amazing. And then I started recording So You Think You Can Dance for you because you had to record shows back then. And you oh, used to- Back in the olden days. <laughs> yeah. And you Way never- back in 2007. And you were wearing a big- Daddy watched TV with you in the morning before you went to work when you were really little. And when you were a toddler, we'd watch TV with you in the morning. But you didn't watch TV all day. And then I would put So You Think You Can Dance on. And it wasn't just that you liked watching So You Think You Can Dance. You'd say, Mama, blue dress, dance. You wanted me to, like, rewind it to like the recording of like this one particular dance that you would watch over and over. It was like, you knew, you knew even like which dance you liked. It wasn't like the, but you loved that show. And then from the minute I ever took you to your first dance class, you loved it. Yeah. So it's just like blows my mind that it's, I saw it as a passion in you when you were a baby and I did everything I could to get you as involved in it as you wanted to be. And now you're almost 15 years old. You're at the dance studio 20 hours a week. And I can literally count on one hand the amount of times you have said to me, since you started dance when you were two, I don't want to go to dance today. Like you never say that. You never said it. And when I do, it has nothing to do with actual dance and everything to do with just like, I want to sleep right, right now. Right, right. Or you're tired or annoyed yeah. or like nervous or whatever. Right? Yeah. So it's incredible to me because I watched you and I feel very grateful that I was able to identify that in you at such a young age and be able to like, I feel like that's such a gift. To like have found something you're that passionate about in your life at such a young age. Like people search until they're 70 years old and never find something that lights them up. And you found it when you were a baby. It definitely. And it's never been forced either. Like you hear about so many like sports parents who force it on their children. And I feel like that's also a huge stereotype in dance. Like you have your classic dance mom. And I just feel like it was never like that. Like, dance has always just been, like, the driving thing in my life. I wonder if people wonder that about me. Like, I wonder if people from the outside that don't really know me think, like, oh, she must push her daughter to do all that. Because I I don't push her. I don't. You're. I'm not. This is in the nicest way possible. Like, I feel like you're very far from, like, not necessarily a dance mom, but, like, a dance mom. Like, a crazy dance mom. Like, I love being a dance mom in the sense that I love getting you ready for things. I love 
like watching you. I love. Yeah. But like, you've never you've never pushed it ever. And like if I wanted to quit tomorrow, like you would pull me, which but I would absolutely be, not. I but, would and not. I would be brokenhearted. But that I would also tell you that it was very selfish of me to be brokenhearted. And of course, you have to make the decision that's best for you. Yeah. And like, I, it's, it's never me. been a forced thing. It's just it's like it, I, it is so special that I found that because I know so many kids who have jumped from sport to sport since the moment they were put in baby soccer at two years old. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's always just been like dance, dance, dance. Like and my then whole they quit life. everything and then they don't know what they like. Yeah. I feel like that's even like how Will is like. Like my little brother, like does hasn't hasn't really found like his sport, mm. and I feel like I'm so grateful to have like my thing because because your other brother found his yeah you know. yeah like whenever I've had a bad day at school or at home, like I know I always have the studio to come back to. So, mm. and I, it doesn't even matter like where I am. Like I just love dance so much Do you that think I always if you didn't have dance as an outlet that our relationship would be different. Ooh, that's a good one. Right? I think probably because I feel like if I didn't have like dance is like I feel like my release and I feel mm-hmm. like so many dancers say that like mm-hmm. the studio is their like sort of escape from real life and whether it's like actual classes or even I'll like go to the gym and practice or train like all the time mm-hmm. they can't get me away from that studio yeah um I feel like without that, I feel like my life would be so different and like my relationships too, because I wouldn't have an outlet to sort well, of think get rid of all of that anger. all the time. Oh, like, what was God. it like? Okay, okay. It would be like how it was during the pandemic. So yeah, you'd go to school every day still, but if you didn't have dance, it would be how much, how hard was being all together over the oh, pandemic? Oh God, it was. I there mean, were good times it had its good times. times, but I feel like and I can't there remember were the so bad times. Many. I I feel like the good times. I just remember are more being memorable. so annoyed with you. With me? <laughs> yeah, Why? all of you. Yeah, it was just too much time spent together, yeah. and like too many like chances for like little conflicts. Conflicts, mm-hmm. yeah. But I I couldn't imagine not having dance. Like, that's it. (laughs) And I really do think it's going to be something you're going to be involved with for your whole life. For sure. And, like... Which I I think I just have realized that the past couple of years. Because there was always that chance when you were, like, 10, 11, 12 that you might grow out of it. Or you might decide you wanted to try something different. Like, I knew there was that chance. But now that you're the age you are now and how much your passion has just grown Mm -hmm. and how much your dedication has grown and you're not like tired of it you're not like feeling burnt out at all I just feel like that has to mean this will be something you always and I think you're training at the level that like I know a lot of people that loved their dancing school experience (laughs) dancing school red flag and then they become dancing school teachers and they never they teach same studio they danced at and it's not like I'm not criticizing mm-hmm. at all that, I mean, no, maybe that's a little just, bit no, that, no that's just di- a different type of program right yeah. but you're in a program where you're really training like an elite athlete like a mm-hmm. collegiate somebody who wants to go to college for a high sport. intensity like so I feel like you're always gonna have pieces of dance 
whether it be at some point you just love watching it or mm-hmm. like you, but you're always going to have that love. Well, and right now, like my biggest goal, like I definitely do want to either open a dance studio or be a choreographer. Like all of my goals for the most part are dance centered. And I feel like, like just having that as like my driving force for everything. Mm-hmm. Like, and even just the sacrifices I have to make for it, I feel like even show more about how important it is because like I don't have a social life and I think if but most of my friends don't either don't you also feel like you get to skip a lot of the bullshit that teenagers go through yeah because you don't have a social life I mean I mean I know we've we put so much I think connection and community are so important you know that I like don't shut up about it right Mm -hmm. But who says, like, having leisure time with your buddies is something that is important? Well, I see. You still even... have really, you still have a community, a family outside of your immediate family. You still have people you have to work together with and who have to support you and you have to support them. But that doesn't mean you're, it's, you're doing that by hanging out at the mall. You're doing that by, like, competing together. Yeah. Don't you think? And I feel like it's so much of a stronger connection too because like when you're training with these girls like so often it's like you have a different type of bond like you Mm. which is so special and like even like with my teachers like I have such amazing role models and I just think that's not something you can get from like school sports necessarily and I Mm. think I'm so lucky to have that as an outlet and like the amount of lessons I've learned and not just not like dance lessons, like life right. lessons. Like I've learned so much from like Well, don't you think that's where so much of your like I mean, I know I always like to credit good parenting. It's the reason why. Oh but no, honestly, it's dance. <laughs> don't you think like your poise and mm-hmm. your ability to like speak to other adults and I mean your friends and teammates who I love dearly are the same way. When I speak to them, they know they know how to make eye contact with me. They're polite to me. They're you know what I mean? They, they, they've learned that through yeah. dance. Like, you know, I think of all the girls on your team and I think of interactions with them and how sweet they've been. And even when they're just exhausted because they're just coming off their routine and I congratulate them and they're gracious. Like that's, you guys get an education far, far beyond like how to, how to dance a choreographed routine. It's yeah. Not about that. Oh, definitely. And I think, and that's why I invest a lot of the money that I did, like a lot it, of money. <laughs> no, no, no. But I really want to say that I feel like some people would look at that as being like very indulgent. But for me, it's like I send you to public school, and there are flaws in public school. There are flaws in all school, but there are flaws in public school. I invest money into your dance education as a way to like give you what you need Mm -hmm. so to me it's like just as valuable as like a really good private school because you're learning life lessons all the time well I feel like even aside from like the discipline I've learned from dance and like not just the discipline but like I even to like how to act in a job and like all of that like even oh, I lost take, my train about of thought. how to take direction 
Oh God. Yeah. That one for sure. How to take constructive criticism. Yeah. And I feel like even last year, do you get, and this is not like you get criticism. It's constructive criticism. That's meant to teach you things, right? You have to learn. I feel like I'm so much more resilient too. Like I don't, let little things like bother me and I feel like except at home <laughs> okay we don't have to go there <laughs> um what I was going to say is like even just like having my teachers there as like last year like we literally had therapy at dance like we would and just having that space to be able to like share what we're going through has been so val- valuable mm. and I just feel like I can't even like, I can go on for so much. Yeah. And I feel like it's even, like, dance has kept me out of the wrong crowds, too. Because yeah. I have that, like, as a driving thing. Mm-hmm. And it does make me proud of myself as a mom. Proud of you. Be- no, <laughs> I, I mean it. Like, it, I'm proud of myself as a mom because I, first of all, I saw the worthiness of that investment, right? I've pushed for it always. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, it teaches you how to do really cool TikTok moves. <laughs> no, no. I don't know. You interrupted me with your Sorry. little dancing. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just feel like it makes me proud. And I've also released some control in raising you, right? To the yeah. your teachers and stuff, right? Like they are with you 20 hours a week. That's a lot of like control to release to another person to help raise your kid. And I'm, I'm proud of my decision to do that. Cause I think it's been invaluable. <laughs> All right. I'm going to ask you some like quick sort of rapid fire questions and we'll see how you do. Okay? Let's see how fast I can actually answer okay. that slow what's, processing. What's, <laughs> what's the best advice you've ever received? Ooh, okay, this one, I can go fast. So this was from you. Um, I think it was like last year, you said rising tides raise all ships. And I feel like that has helped me so much. Like being able to celebrate other people's accomplishes with accomplishments without like letting it affect your self-confidence or affect how you feel about yourself has helped me so much. And I feel like I've grown so much from being able to celebrate my friends and Mm. all of that and it's just it makes you feel so much better instead of like living in that jealousy to be able to say like they've worked really hard for this and they deserve it sort of as much as I do and I think you end up raising to that level and that like sort of vibration when that's what you put out to others so yes you do listen to me (laughs) sometimes yeah. okay um what's something you couldn't live without Ooh. um dance dance okay uh what's your dream job um being a studio owner or dance teacher awesome. definitely or actually actually um i think millionaire is my dream job being <laughs> rich absolutely <laughs> i'm gonna change that one up okay what's on your bucket list this year Ooh. um i want to go to new york yeah. That's on my bucket list for sure. Okay. I love New York. I love New York too. Um, what do you like most about yourself? Ooh, about myself. Um, probably like my humor and like personality. You have a good personality. I agree with that. 
Uh, what three words would your family use to describe you? Oh God, um, no, probably moody. <laughs> um, three words. Yeah. Favorite, <laughs> and um, I don't know. How would we describe you if I was to? If you were. Well, if you were saying it to someone else, right. it would be totally hyping me up. Yeah, so what would I um, – three words. Amazing. Smart, talented. All oh, thanks, but Moody, Moody's I think too. Moody's got to be in there. Okay, what's your biggest goal in life? My biggest goal in life? I don't even know. Like, I feel like there's not even a biggest one. Like, I feel like just doing what I want. Like yeah. following what I want because my goals five years ago, well, I mean, five years ago, I wanted to own a dance studio, mm -hmm. but I feel like my goals five years ago have changed to what they are now. So I feel like I can't even set one big goal. Yeah. I feel like just following what's right in the moment. Yes. And I goal. feel like just like living, living For your myself. life, <laughs> living your life, the good, the yeah. bad, the up, like just being fully present. I mean, to you're your only life. here for a short amount of time. Might, might as well make the best of it. That's right. Okay, um, what motivates you to work hard? Dance. <laughs> Do you know your love language? Um, no. <laughs> like words of affirmation. Yeah, I don't kiss, know what it is. Like, <laughs> I, really, I don't even yeah. know. The language of like, love. Yes, we're... Wait, the language of love, very foreign to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I guess words of affirmation. What is that like praise? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah praise. Gifts. Yes. Gifts is another one. Oh no, I physical don't gifts. I don't like physical gifts. Physical it makes touch me uncomfortable. Is another one. No. <laughs> if you it's like, not... Give me my space, but yeah. tell me I'm amazing. Interesting. I am reflected a lot on that i don't know where that came from I but i actually don't I know if you were ever things. really a cuddly kid like you were a snuggly no. baby but i feel like you were always on the go and doing your own thing exactly. you didn't ever have time to sit and like you didn't like no. cuddle up to me so i don't think you've ever really liked physical touch but that's just interesting no. to me you can praise me though <laughs> yeah, i always i always do um okay um What's something you've never done but have always wanted to? Ooh, left the country. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, we will, honey. Let's see. I want to go to Italy or Thailand. Uh, like, don't even limit it to one or two places. Travel the world. Kid. I really want to go to Thailand. All right, what personality trait gets you in the most trouble? Oh, my lack of a filter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. What's the biggest things adults don't understand about teens? I think how much teens understand. I feel like a lot of times we're underestimated and like, I don't know, just called like foolish or moody or like hormone. What, that's the hormone. word, right? Hormonal. Yeah. Um, but I feel like teens understand and are capable of a lot more than we're giving credit for. I like that. What's your greatest strength and greatest weakness? Um... I think my greatest strength would probably be like communication. I feel like I'm pretty good there. And my greatest weakness, I feel like is my lack of attention. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Can't hold my attention for very long. Well, you can, but you just have to be. Oh, I have to be like fired and fired up by yeah. it. Yeah. That's not a bad thing though. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite childhood memory? Driving. I think Florida 
when we went for auntie's wedding yeah but driving with my cousins i feel like is one of my favorites was it so fun yes and actually i reflected recently that it was much easier not to have you in our car driving down to florida <laughs> so there's that I mean, <laughs> no i did fly me you. down i'm all I right with that you. uh what are your goals for next for the next year um ooh, this is a good one um i think sort of just continuing what i'm doing now like training a ton in dance like trying to achieve like i this year i really want to try to score higher like with my solos and stuff mm -hmm. so that's definitely i think going to be a persistent goal that and like really focusing on i feel like my grades and like actually focusing at school yeah I feel like that could because be your grades are amazing for someone who doesn't put their full effort <laughs> anyway Oops. no and i'm fine with that like it, it's a good lesson but you yeah. know if you want the grades and you want a certain outcome you have to work for it right mm -hmm. okay uh do you think you're an optimist or a pessimist Ooh, i think i fall somewhere in the middle because i feel like being a pessimist i i feel like i can be pretty pessimistic a lot of the times but i don't feel like that's always a bad thing mm -hmm. but i do feel like overall i'm fairly optimistic like i can what's it po positive reappropriation yeah i feel like i'm pretty explain what that is okay so Positive reappropriation is sort of like taking a bad situation and like changing it to be a positive. So like, oh, I. You've been doing it since you were so yeah. young. I feel like you're. I you're took good. a birthday party away from you when you're in first grade and you literally was like, it's a good thing I didn't go to that birthday party because then I wouldn't have had like the best day ever. Like you just yeah. all like I couldn't punish you because I'd take things away from you and then you'd be like. That was good that I got yeah, that. Taken I feel like away. I'm pretty good at that. Yeah. So that I, I think but you know what I think? I think you're an inner optimist, but you project a pessimist attitude. That is true. So I think you're always thinking true. optimistically, but what you say out loud is always pessimistic. Yes. But you don't really believe your bullshit. Like yeah. you actually <laughs> are optimistic, but you want to like protect yourself. So what you say out loud is pessimistic. Ooh, that's right? deep. It's true though. Okay. Um who do you think has had the largest influence on the person you are today? Ooh, that's a tough one. I feel like you have had obviously a huge influence. You don't have to say me. No, I'm, I'm here. I am, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. I feel like you are probably like my best friend because mm -hmm. I feel like like she's changed. I feel like, or like who's changed? I've changed. No, I'm saying she's i feel like influenced who i am but like in a good way who had anna oh anna i thought you just said me no i said my best friend I but they don't know who that is you're my best friend and i was like i mean yes yeah, i thought that's all right so you're saying your best i'm saying friends and you and me are the two are the two influences and and why do you think your best friend is a, isn't been a big influence well i just feel like she's been such a good role model and i feel like help helping me sort of through the transition of like middle school and like high school and I feel like she's influenced a ton of like I feel like who I am in that way and how I I guess see things mm -hmm. if that makes sense I'm grateful to her because I think I'm your mom first right and I was a teenager but a long time ago mm -hmm. 25 years ago things are different now I can't say oh yeah, but we had the same struggles. No, it was a completely yeah. different time to be a teenager. So I can't fully 
relate to what you go through on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So I'm really grateful that you have somebody that's just a little bit ahead of you on the journey that can help guide you through because I really can't do that effectively. And I think that's what women need to be for each other in all spaces. Yeah. And I feel like, like I have help so many right behind you, like not struggle in some ways or like just help go through the process easier. I have so many friends who've like obviously affected me and changed me, but I feel like she's the person I can go to for whatever. And I feel like she's helped me through so many struggles that even, I don't know if coming past the struggles or having the struggles changed me, but I feel like I wouldn't have been able to get past them without her. So. Aww, I love that. And I like love that for you because I don't really feel like I had. I love that for you. I did have that a little bit, but not like you do. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy for you for that. Okay. What advice would you give to your younger self? I don't I feel like she had it all figured out. <laughs> yeah, she did. I mean, or at least she thought she did. So we better not try to mess her up yeah, confidence. Um, maybe get some better fashion sense because those outfits were rough <laughs> you were into it too oh though. god you liked to pick out your own thing you didn't yeah um, you had an maybe that and drop the high buns you you don't need those in your life <laughs> oh you mean like for your entire like upper elementary oh school? Yeah. yeah yeah and um you don't need to wear bows in sixth grade <laughs> <laughs> that's my biggest piece of advice that's funny um this was really fun. Yeah. I um I honestly can say that one of my mo the things I'm most grateful for are these sort of it's just kind of funny that we're doing this late at night cuz these we have these late night all conversations the all the time. And uh where you know late at night um we have these kind of deep conversations so it was kind of fun to record them and I hope that we can do this again sometime yes i love you very much i love you too and i'm really proud of you oh i'm proud of you oh thank you what an awesome conversation thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed it and you want to hear others like it i would love it if you check out the links in the podcast description I'd be so grateful if you would subscribe, leave a review, and share it with anyone who would also enjoy it. You can also find me over on Instagram at K-R-I-S-T-I-N-M-I-C or visit my website at www.thewarriorwithinus.com. Talk to you soon.